Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? Well, with HelloFresh, you can get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less with over 25 recipes to choose from every single week. There's seriously something for everyone on the website, and all recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh. Enjoy! What's up, you guys? You are listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and welcome back to another Wednesday. Oh my gosh. This past month has been absolutely ridiculous for me. I apologize for all of the gaps in episodes, but I have a literal laundry list of life updates for you. So I don't even think I'm going to bother doing my going places and going nowhere moments of the week because we have far too much to catch up on and to get you guys up to speed on and so that you guys can literally know everything that's going on in my life. If you hear weird background noise um, in this week's episode, it's because I'm home and I'm recording this episode and my dogs are sitting in the room with me making all of these noises, but they'd be making way more noises if they weren't in the room with me because they'd be whining at the door. So So bear with me, my two precious golden retrievers. You guys might not know that I have dogs. Yes, they are are present. We have a live studio audience today. And yeah, they might be making some noises, but they're so cute that I think everyone is going to just have to be okay with it. Okay, let's hop into life updates. I seriously missed you guys so much. I'm so sorry for the scatterness of the uploads. Honestly, this past month, and really I mean like the summer in general, has been absolutely crazy. I feel like I'm always coming on here and saying, oh my gosh, life right now is absolutely crazy. But sometimes I forget that it's not normal for a 20-year-old girl who's a full-time college student, who's in a long distance, like (laughs) serious relationship slash engaged, who's planning a wedding, who is involved on her campus and has like random extracurricular things she has to do, has a full-time internship slash full-time job, investing in her family, spending time at home. Like those, most people don't have a podcast too with like people who are like waiting for them to upload. And so I'm really sorry about that, but I definitely, which we all know, you guys know me, was progress by me not uploading. Literally, guys, this is, you want to talk about personal growth. And I know we had talked about this like in my New Year's episode of like, really wanting to find like a healthy balance with like riding myself too hard this past week, which we'll get into it for the fact that like Hunter has been home. And so normally when we do, we do long distance throughout the school year. You guys know that. Hunter, if you're new here, hi. Oh my gosh, what am I doing? Hunter is my long distance now fiance and we're getting married in February after we graduate in December. And so we actually have always done long distance during the school year. That's a very normal thing. But for the last few summers, aka like our freshman year summer, we came home and we were just home. We were able to have like three months together. And so it felt like a reset. And then this past summer we had COVID. And so we were home together for like seven months. So that like really felt like a reset. And so it's always sad 
for us to go into long distance, but we normally have a lot of time together. Well, this summer we also did long distance. And so we got one week at the beginning of the summer when we were together and then two weeks at the end of the summer when we were together, which don't get me wrong, grateful for that time. But normally we're together the whole amount. And so it's honestly been like a, a big yo-yo for me of how I've been feeling. I've definitely been in a funk. I actually recorded an episode that was supposed to go up last week about how I was doing and like being in a funk and feeling weird. But honestly, after I listened to it again, I was just kind of unproductive and sad. But I felt like that's not really the kind of content that I want on She's Going Places. Like I always want there to be a level of redemption. I always want there to be a level of like grace through Christ which there was, but I just felt like I wasn't encouraging y'all properly. And so we scrapped her. Maybe we'll come back around to it. But anyways, so last week, the reason why that episode didn't go up, a whole host of reasons, but I was just with Hunter and we were so, we were busy doing a bunch of wedding stuff, which I'll tell you all about. And I just all of a sudden was like, it's, there's just not an episode going up and I don't even care. Like I'm not going to try and do a Hail Mary to get it up. Like there's no need. It's okay. And so that's why we're here. That's why I have all these updates for you guys. So anyways, let's talk life updates. I know that felt like, uh, Taylor, shouldn't you? That was a life update. I know, but we have like a whole list. So we need to literally run through these. So first off, I have been in full post-grad slash adult mode. Like this, at least in the past two weeks, which is like all my brain can handle right now, really even the summer. All I have been thinking about is the wedding and Hunter and my future job and where we're moving and what's next. Like all of it has been about like what's the next step. We're make we're trying to make smart financial decisions. We're making budgets. Like we're doing like lots of adulty type things. And so it's, sometimes I forget that I'm literally twenty. And so this this past couple of weeks has not felt like I'm about to go back to college and finish out college for a semester and so it's definitely been a weird balance and so I ended up finishing up my internship like last week or two weeks ago oh yeah it was last week and as you guys now know Hunter has been home and so it's been like a weird flex of a schedule of like working my internship all day and then like spending time with him like all like from dinner time on and trying to like fit that time in and we have been busy with all things wedding okay you guys always ask me for wedding updates and what's going on with the wedding and you haven't made a wedding episode I don't know I always wonder if like you guys want an entire episode dedicated to the wedding and all of the things because I could probably talk about everything that's gone into planning this wedding for about two hours but I didn't know if you guys thought that was interesting and so here's just a couple wedding updates slash things that we have done pretty much in the last week not even two weeks because we really didn't touch wedding stuff the first week and so this past week, we had our cake tasting, which was exciting. We ended up moving it so Hunter could be there because he was like, I need to try this cake. Um, and so we went out to Orlando to do that. I'm trying to think. I think the cake that we ended up picking, oh my gosh, I think there's two types of cake. Like the cake is a four-tiered cake and it's like two of the layers are marble and the other two layers are lemon and it has like cream cheese frosting and there's also chocolate ganache in there and then there's like raspberry something yeah it's like a whole hodgepodge but it was delicious we took our engagement pictures which y'all these pictures are stunning 
Like, I, I couldn't even believe them. They are absolutely beautiful. I am so excited for our wedding pictures, like, now times a million. If you haven't seen my engagement pictures, I posted some on my personal Instagram. It's just at Taylor Cordy on Instagram. And they are ridiculous. Like, I, I don't even have words. I'm obsessed with them. I'm probably going to be posting them on Instagram for, like, the next, like, like every day for like the next month because I, I cannot get over them. It's about to be like a whole Hunter fan page. I'm not even kidding. And so those are breathtaking. Like I'm, I'm obsessed. That was like probably one of my favorite parts of the week. <clears throat> we ended up, okay, so we finished our registry, which I don't feel like it's ever done. Like I'm always going to be editing it. But what ended up happening is we were like, okay, we need to get the registry all put together because my bridal shower is coming up. And we looked at the registry and I have a tendency, which this is actually shocking because I, based on some of your DMs, you guys like say like I come off really like cool, calm and collected, like I'm super organized, I know what I want, all the things, which for pretty much anything else is true. But when it comes to wedding stuff, I get ridiculously overwhelmed like overwhelmed in like a stupid way like I'll do one thing and then I think to myself I just can't handle it I can't do this or one tiny like nicks in the plan comes up and I'm like I need a nap I can't I cannot do this and so with our registry we looked at it and I was getting so overwhelmed because we were missing so much stuff and I didn't know what to register for and I didn't know what we should register that's expensive slash affordable or where we should do. And so we ended up deleting our entire registry, everything, every single item. And so we started from scratch and we rebuilt out the registry. We spent so much time on it. We wanted to get it done in one afternoon. It ended up taking us like three days and we built that puppy out and I'm really happy with it. Now I like really like love the stuff that's on there. I'm excited for it. People have already started buying things on it, which is just like the most exciting thing ever. And so I'm happy about the registry, but that was, it was just, we gutted it. Sometimes you just have to start from scratch. I feel like that's just like a life lesson. Like sometimes if you had touched something and you let it sit for a while, it's like, mm, no, this is not working. This is definitely not working. And speaking of things coming to an end, we actually finished our premarital counseling, which was amazing. We got to finish that in person. We had done premarital counseling over Zoom all summer. And so it was our premarital counselors out in Texas and then Hunter in Ohio and me in Florida doing premarital counseling. And so for our last two sessions, Hunter was able to be down here with me and we got to be in person and just Zoom our counselors. And so that was just the sweetest thing. It was so amazing. Our premarital counseling honestly was life-changing. I feel like I could do a whole episode dedicated to that. It was just a really great like propellant into getting married. And if you know anybody who's getting married and is engaged, about to get engaged, or even married and they didn't do it, like premarital counseling, in my opinion, is a non-negotiable, especially if you're a Christian. But honestly, I feel I feel that strongly about anyone because I guess if, if you're not a Christian, it technically doesn't need to be Christian counseling. But this was just like a game changer for me and on my perspective, like especially about like sex and physicality in a marriage, about like emotional connections in marriage, about like all of the things that people doubt about marriage, like about the divorce rate. There was talks about 
um, what cohabitation, which cohabitation is basically when you live together before you get married, the effects of that on a marriage slash divorce. Um, there was like the psychological aspects of a marriage, like and what marriage was designed to be in the Bible and what that covenant actually looks like and like how the world has really destroyed the view of something that's honestly been built to be beautifully perfect. And so it was just really refreshing to get a godly view of a Christ-like marriage and that they are still out there and that they are still happening and there's people who are like wanting to encourage us and to help us and be there for us as we like start our marriage journey and it was just so exciting to hear from people that we love about their marriage experience and just honestly like soak up and learn everything that they had to teach us 10 out of 10 recommend if you want to know more about this please send me a dm because i actually feel very passionate about this um next thing we got my wedding band which was so exciting it's so weird like there's certain things during wedding planning that like makes it feel real and when we bought that wedding band and we had it in the car and I put it on because, duh, I was like, oh my gosh, like this means I'm married, married. And it was actually really, really funny. We left the jeweler and as we were driving home, Hunter got a text from some of his friends who are actually groomsmen in the wedding and they were like, let's go play spike ball right now. And Hunter was like, oh, can we go? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And we go to this like random area and I was like, Hunter, I can't leave the like it in the car. And he was like, I was like, mm, I'm just going to put them on. And so I wore them for the full two hours that we were there and the boys were playing spike ball. I just had them on because I was like, I guess I have to. I can't leave them in the car. And so that was kind of hilarious. But now they're here. My parents will let me touch them. <laughs> they're locked away until February. But that was just an exciting thing to like get checked off the list and to have um Hunter's ordering his wedding band because they didn't really have anything that he liked in the store and he found one online that he really likes and boy wedding bands like especially if you're not getting like diamonds on it or anything like he was just getting a a plain like silver it's like a matte platinum brushed band I think that's the best way I can describe it to you and then mine my wedding band like is like it's not a perfect set but it basically matches the band on my engagement ring because I really wanted to be able to get to wear them as a set and so it's basically like the same size it's just like super tiny super thin um band and so I love it I think it's so beautiful next thing that we did was we ordered bridesmaid gifts not all of them but I got like their getting ready robes and like slippers for the wedding and so we ordered those yesterday and I'm obsessed with them I'm actually really proud of myself we've not been the best about our budget for the wedding so forth and so we were like, okay, we need to start being really strict about these things. And so I'm doing really good on budget. The last thing I need to get for them is their earrings, which I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do for earrings. And so TBD on that, maybe I'll try and order those today because I'm trying to get as much done this week as possible. If you can't tell, like we're still not even done with the list because I'm about to be back at school and I want to be like a present college senior. There's the dog. And you know, I'm trying to like, you know, really distinctly separate my worlds. Anyways, looking for earrings, please send suggestions. Their dresses are beautiful. I wish I could show you a picture of their dresses. I'm obsessed, which I don't even think I've told you guys that I picked out their dresses. It's just, there's so many details that go into a wedding. You have, you actually have no idea. Okay. Next thing we did was we organized this spreadsheet for the wedding and shower invitations, like 
having to like get all of this is like not boring, but yeah, boring. Like we had to make sure that we have a master guest list. And then we had like a save the dates page, but some people that are on our guest list didn't get save the dates because of whatever reason. And so, and then we've been able to like have more people come to the wedding now. And so we're making the invitations and we, the Excel sheet needs to like be perfectly made so that we can send it off and get them printed on the envelopes. And then we have to organize addresses and people are moving and getting new addresses. And so that just needed some TLC. And honestly, the list goes on. There's even more updates that I could tell you, but this whole episode is not a wedding episode. Um, and this, we're not even close to being done with my life updates, so we really need to keep going. We need to keep moving. But I hope you guys liked hearing about the wedding. Let me know. But that's just honestly like been the biggest part of my last couple weeks. So I don't think I would have had really anything to talk to you about if I didn't tell you about the wedding. And so all in all, I'm really, really excited for the wedding. This week has made me the most excited I've been. Like I feel like I just keep getting more excited, which I think is completely normal. It's like every week closer we are to getting married. I feel like we get married in like 160 days or something like that. We're getting married on February 5th. So I don't know when this episode is coming out, but it's from then to then, you know? And so I'm just really excited to get married, but I'm also my bridal shower soon. I'm really excited about that. Really excited about my bachelorette trip, the whole thing. I'm excited for all of the stuff that's coming. Okay. Next thing about life updates. I'm trying to get ready for college. So this is more we're transitioning. This is where like there's like a little bit of an error here because I just talked to you all about, oh my gosh, I didn't even tell you. I am so scatterbrained right now. I feel like someone listening to this is getting whiplash, but a part of the adult mode is Hunter and I picking where we are going to move, which we have decided it is official. We are moving to a place that I'm not ready to announce, but we are not, we are moving kind of far. And so we're really excited about it. We pretty much both have jobs solidified. They're not 100% solidified yet, so that's why I don't want it to the place. But definitely be praying for those doors to like be, not locked is the wrong word, like to, they are open, but for us to like really be able to walk through them because we're both really excited about the opportunities that we have um, to move to this city. We found an apartment that we love, like the whole thing. We're really excited about it. So please, 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 please be praying for us with jobs and, you know, all of it. Okay, getting ready for college, trying to transition, trying to be back into 20-year-old sorority girl. First off is what I'm super excited for is recruitment is coming. And I did some recruitment episodes last year around the same time of year, and you guys loved them. And so this year for recruitment, I'm actually a row gamma. And so it's called different things at different schools. But basically what a row gamma is, it's typically a disaffiliated member of a sorority. So I would like, quote unquote, like leave my sorority for the time being to serve P&Ms, which are potential new members, and basically be like their usher through all of recruitment. I'll get a group of about 10 girls and I'm there to be like their go-to like helper, friend, sister, the whole thing as they're basically going through recruitment and deciding which house they would like to run home to. And so I have a partner and she's amazing. And I'm just so excited about recruitment because I just love that I'm getting to be a Rogamma because I love the mentoring and the big sister aspect of it. I mean, literally that's this podcast. And so the fact that for my senior year, 
leaving Panhellenic and leaving college, like knowing that like my last recruitment is going to be so fulfilling, which I've loved recruitment the other years when I've been recruiting for my house, but being a Rogamma and being on the outside of it is just so exciting to me. And I'm so excited that I get to do it. And so that's what's coming up like on the horizon for me and what I'm getting kind of stoked about going back to school, which speaking of recruitment, we have to talk about Bama Rush TikTok. We have to, because I am obsessed. Like Bama Rush TikTok was single-handedly carrying my For You page in the last weeks and the outfits, the drama, all of it, it was impeccable. I know Bama Rush TikTok literally took the world by storm. I'm I'm sure that almost all of you, it was on your For You page. It was just so fun to watch. And I just like loved following the girls along and seeing that their outfits. It was just, it was like a whole movement. I don't even know how to describe it. And I know that sounds stupid, especially if you didn't see any of it, but it was amazing. I will definitely be making some recruitment TikToks as a bro gamma. I'm excited about it. Um, my partner, she's going to be forced to do TikToks with me because I'm just that girl and it's going to be great. We're going to have a great time, but yeah, I love Bama Rush TikTok. I hope you guys do too. If you guys, I'm sure like everyone was like tracking their own people, but obviously two really popular ones were, I think their usernames are like Dolly Parton wannabe and Hey Sunshine, something like that. They're like good friends and I'm obsessed with them. I follow them both on TikTok now and I love seeing all of their stuff. They're like getting like all this PR packages now because they're like low-key famous and I'm literally living for it. And so I hope you guys also enjoyed Bama Rush TikTok because I really did. And I felt like I just really needed to document that and put that in there. But for rounding out life updates is it's about to be my senior semester and I don't think I've honestly let myself really comprehend what that looks like. I know I always talk about with you guys like understanding big life updates and like seeing how all this is going to work and how it all happens. And these next six months are life changing for me. My whole life is going to be different in February. And in the best way possible, it's just so weird that all of these big things are happening at once that it's been kind of hard for me to really wrap my head around like my college chapter is closing. And so I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really trying to be super present this semester about just being a college senior, not being like a future wife or not being like a professional in my career, the whole thing. And so one thing that's gotten me really excited about this semester is, so it's my, obviously it's my senior semester. I pretty much have all of the credits I need to graduate. I definitely could have graduated in three years. I'm graduating in three and a half. And so there's two classes that I need to take this semester that are undistributed electives. And so if you're in college or know anything about that, basically I have two more classes this semester that are for my major. And once I'm done with those, I've completed all my requirements for graduation, except I need eight credits just to hit my like amount of credits that I need to graduate. And so... I got an email a few days ago that I have received a seat permit for a cooking class. I know, how exciting. So it's like principles of nutrition or something, but it's legitimately a cooking class and you eat the food after. And I really wanted to take it. I was like, this is the perfect senior semester class. And because I wasn't 
a health sciences major by any stretch of the imagination, I had to get put on a wait list. And so eventually I just moved on and I registered for like some communications class that I was going to have to write like a 50 page paper for. And I was just kind of like, Ugh, whatever, it'll be fine. I get this email and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. This is the best thing I've ever heard. I registered for this class and now I'm taking a cooking class my senior semester. And so that has me absolutely thrilled. Last thing that has me absolutely thrilled is my 21st birthday is coming up and I am so excited for my 21st birthday. I'm a year younger, so I'm technically supposed to be like a junior in college. And so all my friends have been literally waiting for my 21st birthday to come. Like everyone's been counting it down. And so it's not just like my birthday. It's a celebration for everyone. And I'm really excited about it. I really want to make it really big and really extra because like you only turn 21 once. But we're going to have to see how all of this goes. TBD. But I'm really excited. Okay, that is all of my life updates. Thank you for hanging in there with me. I feel like they were like long overdue. You guys needed to know all the things going on. And so now let's hop in to this week's episode. We are talking about all things ditching your comfort zone. You saw it in the title. And this is an episode I've been sitting on for a while. And I think now is a really good time to talk about it and to really dive into what this looks like, especially it's timely for everyone. I mean, new school years are so exciting and everyone loves fresh starts. And so I felt like this was a really good time for us to talk about what ditching your comfort zone really can look like and what it has looked like for me, especially through high school and college and now going into post-grad. There's a lot of ditching your comfort zones. And I know I feel like I always talk about like high school, college, like school, like the calendar year, all of it. A, that's just like the season of life that I'm in and so that's super relevant to me and I'm pretty sure like every single person that listens to this podcast goes to school. And so sorry if it's ever really redundant, but that just that just like sits a little bit better with me. I'm sure once I'm like married and not going to school, I won't be talking about it as much, but for now, that's how it is. And so in talks about ditching your comfort zone, to frame this, I would consider myself a pretty confident person I would say that as on like a spectrum of like being like fearful in social situations I would say I'm not I'm very outgoing I'm very social I love meeting new people and so I think this is a good time to frame that everyone's comfort zones look drastically different my comfort zone in comparison to like my best friend's comfort zone they're completely different. Me and the guy walking down the street, completely different because we've all had different life experiences. We've all had different privileges, advantages. We've all had different experiences that shape our comfort zone, which I'm going to kind of hop into some of my personal experiences that have shaped my comfort zone and how I ditched my comfort zone going into college and why it's more of a big deal. And I think hopefully that will encourage you to really reflect on like, I don't want to even want to say what has happened to you, but like what experiences that you've had that have made you put your comfort zone in this bubble and like why it's going to be so great for you to leave it. And so I'm really thinking that this episode is really going to bless a lot of you. Okay, first thing, you don't leave your comfort zone on accident. In my experience, every time that I've had to leave my comfort zone or do something that made me uncomfortable it all had intention behind it. It all took me consciously being like, okay, you're going to do this. 
or you're going to try this or this. It was an active choice. Like you don't just wake up one day and do your regular routine and then something really uncomfortable happens. Sure, like there can be like random off-putting experiences, but if you're trying to ditch your comfort zone, it takes action from you. And so that's how I'm going to frame this episode is that if you want to ditch your comfort zone, you're going to have to take an active approach to it and you're going to have to put yourself in the driver's seat. And I feel like a lot of times with our comfort zone, we're all passenger seat people and we like to coast. And this is a a note to me, I think, is that in the sense that comfort zones look different, my comfort zone might look like so out of the comfort zone for someone else. And so that gives me even more comfort that it's not like I come across as like a timid or a shy or a boxed in person. Like I try a lot of things. But maybe for me, trying things are is comfortable to me. And it's like maybe sticking in a routine is what's not. You know what I mean? And so don't let someone else's comfort zone like discourage your own. Once again, we've all gone through different things. And so in my experience, your comfort zone, it, you don't leave it by accident. It doesn't just happen. And it takes a conscious effort. And a lot of times it's hard. Some of the best things that you're going to do in your life, they take work and they're hard. And if you are sitting here and you're wanting to like feel like really inspired by this week's episode and like really take some actionable steps, you're going to have to just prepare yourself that like your anxieties or your fears, like overcoming them, it's, it's, a, it's hard work. But, and I feel like it's like a cliche quote and I hear it all the time, like the best things in life and the things you're going to love the most about your life, like none of it's going to be easy. And even your comfort zone isn't going to always be easy. Like, life is hard and there's things that are going to happen to you. And so would you rather take the hard of just sitting in the mundane and then being hard on yourself about how your life looks or what you're not doing? Or would you rather do the work and do the hard things and get the life that you want? I would prefer to take the latter, but that's just me. Okay, so let's go into some examples of like ways I ditched my comfort zone and then we'll talk about them. So first off, obviously, is going to college out of state. I think this one is a bigger note for me because at home, I was really comfortable. I had a lot of people in my corner. i lived in the same place my whole life. I knew so many people. I was really well connected in school. I had a lot of friends. All my family is from South Florida. I knew all the streets. I didn't need my GPS to get anywhere. I had been at my church since I was little. And so like I was never meeting new people was like if they needed to meet me, not I was like, oh shoot, I need to make friends. Like I don't even remember the last time I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't have any friends. I need to make friends. Like that hadn't occurred to me since probably sixth grade when I changed schools. And so going to college out of state, in contrast, I had everything at home. I had so much comfort. I had so many people. I had a church that I loved. I had community. And then I'm going to strip myself of all that and not go into the next city, not go into the next town, not just live on my own, go like three states away and be 12 hours from home where I did not know a single person who went to school there. That was ditching my comfort zone. And from that, 
by stripping myself of my comfort, by not having my security blanket of my family being there if I needed them, or when I got sick for the first time, I didn't have my mom to bring me Dayquil or to make me soup. If I had a hard day, I didn't have my boyfriend there to like just hang out with and not have to stress about meeting people or like how I looked. If I did bad on a test or I needed to study, I didn't have like my own room to go be. If I was having a horrible day and needed to cry, I didn't have any privacy. I had a roommate. And so there's nothing comfortable about going to college in general, but then going to college out of state where you knew no one. And I think this really catapulted my independence and this really transformed like the way I felt about myself the difference was this when I was in high school everyone thought I was really confident and I was and everyone thought I was really outgoing and I was and people everyone like their assumptions about me were true and and I I truly like believed all of it and I felt it but all of a sudden I got to college and my like my friend confidence kind of took a little a little crack I was like oh like I don't have girls that I've known since I was 12 around me. Like, I don't have history with any of these people. No one knows my reputation. No one knows that I'm, that I present myself in this way. No one knows what choices I've made. No one cares. And that was just a really hard pill for me to swallow because you guys know this. High school, the reputation was everything to me. And so not having one and, and my reputation preceded me in high school to, the, like, the point, like, even with, like, teachers and professors, like, they knew I was a great student, whereas with my professors, they didn't, they didn't care. They didn't care what I did in high school. Like, I was starting from scratch, and the same confident, outgoing girl from high school, all of that confidence was shaken, and because of it, it was strengthened, and I became more confident and more assertive, and I knew myself better because of this. And this whole independent experience. But if I would have stayed at home and gone to like a local school or maybe even gone to like a state school where I was a car ride away from my family, I don't know how I would have grown. I don't know if I would be the person I am today because there were so many things I had to figure out myself. There were so many times where I had to handle hard situations alone. And it's not that I didn't have a support system. Like I called my mom literally every single day. But I mean like you're, you're by yourself. Like I had to make all of these friends. I had to find, literally find people on days when I was just like so sad or so scared or like overwhelmed. I still had to go to the public cafeteria and put a smile on my face because I was still trying to meet people. And so it was hard and finding people was hard and doing all this work was hard and adjusting to college classes alone was hard and not having a car to be able to go grocery shopping for myself was hard. There was a lot of hard things about going to college out of state, but it was so worth it and I wouldn't change it for the world. And because of that, that has changed my comfort zone. Like now being at college out of state is my comfort zone. Like that's the bottom line now. Like I can't even imagine what I was like before. You know what I'm saying? Okay, next. With going to college out of state, I was waiting for good things to happen to me, like assuming that my home life would just proceed. And ultimately, I was disappointed. Like that was something I really wanted to shout was my first week or so. I realized no one was like coming up to me and like no one knew who I was and I, I'm, my name didn't mean anything at Sanford and, and 
it just shook me. And I was just waiting for these great friendships and these great opportunities to happen to me. And then all of a sudden I was like, no, I have to go. I have to go get them. And so these are some things that I did that maybe they weren't like earth shattering for me. Like I wasn't shaking while doing it, but in the sense that it made me ditch my comfort zone, like it took me actively trying, which was out of my comfort zone. And so first thing that I did to try and make friends when I got to school is I would legitimately, this is going to like, sh- like make some of you like shook. Like some of you are just not going to be able to handle this. I would just walk up and ask to sit with random people at lunch and dinner. And that it honestly it didn't phase me. Like once again, I'm outgoing. Like I'm like, okay, what if they're not going to say no, I go to Stanford. Everyone here is nice. But I would just walk up to random people in the cafe and if they had extra seats, I'm like, hey, my name's Taylor. I'm a freshman. Like, is it okay if I sit here? And I met so many people doing that. It was crazy. And I would tell people that I would do that. Or even some of the friends that I'd make along the way, they're like, oh my gosh, I would never do that. And I remember I had friends that were like, okay, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're going to meet in the cafe at 1230. We're going to sit at this exact same table. Like, don't be late. Because they were so scared to like not have normalcy. Like they needed a routine. They needed to know where they were going. Like everything was scary. But for me, I was just always pushing myself. And I'm like, I wanted to meet as many people as possible. And I didn't even know how old anyone was. You could guess. But I was a freshman. And so when you're a senior, like you can tell who's a freshman. But I was a freshman and I couldn't tell how old anyone was. And so there were days where I'd sit down and be like, oh, can I sit with you? And they're like, sure. And then I'd sit down and they're like, I'm a senior. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go throw up now. Like how embarrassing for me. Speaking of, if you guys know anything about recruitment, I would do that to like active members and sororities because I didn't know anything about Greek life. So can I sit with you? And they're like, sure. Like no one actually cared and everyone was just being super nice, which I'm really thankful for. But I was able to meet so many people. And I know me saying that literally sounds like you want to throw up. But when you're a freshman in college, that's the time to do it. Like no one thinks it's weird. No one thinks it's creepy. No one thinks that you're like off Everyone is just trying to meet people like no one. I don't even care how their life looks on Instagram or if they have friends from their hometown. Sure. Maybe some of those things make it easier. Everyone is trying to make friends. Everyone is trying to find their people. Everyone is nervous the first time they go into the cafe and trying to find a seat. I don't care if they look cool. I don't care if they have cool outfits. I don't care if they seem poised and put together. I don't care if they look confident. They're all freaking out inside. Okay, so just take that and run with it because it's true. Next thing I did to push myself out of my comfort zone and make friends was I started DMing girls like in the freshman class and asking to meet and get coffee. And so I would go on Instagram and if I like saw a girl and I thought that we'd be good friends, like I was literally just trying to meet people. I'd just be like, hey, like either let's go get lunch or let's go get coffee. Actually, success story, Nikki, if you're listening, I ended up, it was Labor Day weekend and this was like our second weekend at school and I didn't have a car and everyone, because they were scared little freshmen, all went home for Labor Day. And so I was pretty much just there like by myself, like the two people that I knew went home. I didn't know anybody. I was so upset. I was crying. Like I was like, I need to transfer. I can't do this. And then I remember there was a girl that I followed on Instagram who was also from the same area as me. And I'm like, well, I know she didn't go home. Like There's no way she went home. And so I DM'd her on Instagram and I was like, hey, this weekend sucks. Like there's no one here. I don't have a car. I know you didn't go home. I would love to meet up with you and like, let's go get dinner or something. 
And she was like, oh my gosh. And like, she seemed like very composed. She's like, for sure. Like, let's go. And we got to lunch or dinner and we met and she was like, Taylor, when you sent me that DM, I was literally crying in my dorm room to my mom about how I have no friends and I have nothing to do. And I was just praying that God would give me one person, would just give me one person that I could like hang out with. And you sent me that DM. And so she came across super cool on Insta. But then when we met in person, it was like, oh my gosh, we felt the exact same way. And now Nikki is a bridesmaid in my wedding. We've been friends ever since freshman year. I met her like the first week of school and I love her. So shout out Nikki. But so she's like my major DM success stories like that's what I always tell people I'm like you just never know who you're gonna meet it don't mean you're wrong there's girls I DMs that I don't talk to anymore and that's okay it's sometimes like there's gonna be friends that are lifelong friends like Nikki and there's gonna be people that you meet that are just acquaintances or just a lunch date or just like a person to get to know and that's totally fine and that's totally normal another way that I was pushing myself out of my comfort zone when I got to school was Trying not to be the mom. Now, if you know, you know. I, in high school, was the mom, period. Like, there was, there, all of my friends, I was the most responsible person. I was put together. I had the best grades. I worked hard. I was responsible. I worried about things. I cared about my reputation. I definitely was the mom. And so, I had a lot of relationships that were honestly really one-sided and they would come to me when they needed me or they needed help or they needed advice or their boyfriend did this and they needed me and they needed me. And I had a lot of people who needed me. And it's it wasn't even a bad thing. Like, I really enjoyed it. Like I loved to being needed. And that's definitely something that's still true today. But in high school, I was just getting so fed up with it. And by the time I graduated and I was just, I was tired of, of being the girl that people went to when things were bad or like none of my relationships felt really like they didn't go both ways like I couldn't go to them if I needed them and and by the time I was graduating I kind of realized how isolating that was and I realized how unhealthy it was and I realized how unhappy I was with my relationships and so when I got to college I was like I will not be this person I will not be the confidant that people go to. I will not be the girl. I'm not going to even like put myself out there. Like I'm going to be the irresponsible one. I'm going to be the one that wants to have fun. And I mean, that. I guess that like worked for a little bit. It was probably good for me to do beginning of freshman year. But like at my core, that's who I am. So I'm like not going to not give people advice and I'm not going to all of a sudden be irresponsible, you know? And so like, honestly, what I say, I'm the mom now, probably not the mom, but I am still very responsible like all of those character qualities like there's a difference between like I wasn't trying to change my character or like who I am and, like things I love about myself like I I really do think that I'm a like for my season of life really mature and really wise for a 20 year old I'm, I'm not saying I'm like the wisest girl in the bunch but like as a 20 year old I would say I'm mature and pretty wise and so I love giving advice and so I wouldn't change that about me but I definitely needed to take a step back from that my freshman year because I didn't want to end up in the same kind of relationships. And if I'm going to be honest with you, within my first week, I already was. There was this girl that I became friends with and she just started dumping on me. And clearly she just wanted to talk. And I just found myself giving advice and she started, and it was the same kind of like, I don't want to call it toxic, but like she was making a lot of different choices than I was, which was really similar to my high school friends. And she was like, 
drinking, all the things. And I just wasn't doing that. And then I felt like I was her mom again. And I was like, oh my gosh, do I need to stay up if she's drinking? Am I going to need to go pick her up? Am I going to... And I, those thoughts and those worries started coming again the same way I feel about my high school friends. And I was like, I can't do this. And so that was definitely a, a way to ditch my comfort zone. I really set a boundary there, especially with the girls that I was meeting. And I got to a point with, in the same way, I was finding friendships that I didn't need to be their mom. And that was the craziest thing. I was becoming friends with girls who were like me and they didn't need someone to take care of them. And they didn't have all of these like hard things that they, and it's not about hard things. Like I, there's nothing better than being a good friend to someone and walking through a hard season with them. That is not what I'm saying at all. I mean, these, I'm talking about these one-way friendships where they're doing all of these crazy irrational things and they just need to dump on you and they, oh, they slept with this person and now you need to help dig them out of a hole and just making way different life choices than with, making way different life choices than me and then I found myself being responsible and choosing different choices and then still having to fix problems from things I didn't do and so I found myself finding girls that were like me and that I didn't have to worry if they were like out drinking and gonna be home safe and I didn't have to worry about like what they were doing like it was the most refreshing feeling and so now I've been able to find a mix between okay I'm still responsible and mature and wise and I still love giving advice and being like a good friend and the mom aspect really comes in with like mentoring and I have like younger girls in my life that I love being like their mother basically and their big big sister sounds a lot better but you know what I mean mom is like the right term being their big sister and getting to be there for them and love on them and like share with them and help them but I needed friends that were my like on the same page as me that I didn't need to do that for. And I found that. And so that was a huge way I ditched my comfort zone because that's where I found a lot of worth in high school of people needing me. And now I have friendships that I we need each other because we love each other, but like we don't need each other like to get by on the day-to-day or to dig problems, you know? Okay, this is another huge one about ditching my comfort zone was talking about physicality with a trusted friend and so I haven't talked about like physicality too too much on she's going I mean I've talked about it and it's not been like an intentional like I don't want to talk about it but this was life-changing for me so I know I have a whole spectrum of girls who are listening to this from someone who's literally never held hands or kissed a boy maybe whatever to somebody who's had sex, had multiple boyfriends, whatever that looks like. I have the whole spectrum and you can fall under in between any of these, right? And so for me with physicality, Hunter was obviously my first boyfriend. We had started dating my senior year of high school. And now at this point when this happened, it was my freshman year of college. And we are Christians. And so it was like no secret to like us or people around us that we were waiting for marriage. And I've talked about waiting for marriage in a previous episode, I think, like just touch on that. But if you don't know, waiting for marriage is when you don't have sex until you get married because that's how the Bible designs sex. And so we were very open about that. However, what I find a lot of times and in my experience is in the church or at your school, I went to a Christian school, or like when people talk to you about waiting for marriage, they're talking to you about sex and they're like, you need to be pure and you can't, like you can't have sex, right? 
And so, but no one would ever define anything else. And you always hear about people being like, where's the line? Where's the line? Where's the line? And that's, Hunter and I didn't really have a problem with that. Like we were very self-regimented and very careful, but I would be lying to you if I said like, I didn't like kiss this boy. Right. And so it was hard because I found, whereas you have like one side of things where people will be very open about like, oh, you can't have sex. But then when you want to like press like people or your peers about what they're doing physically, no one wants to share and no one wants to talk about it. And it becomes like a really taboo thing. And honestly, it got to the point where with Hunter and I, like, I wasn't telling anyone like anything we were doing at all. Like if he, like, like on any spectrum, I just didn't talk about it with anybody because it almost like no one talked about it. And then my freshman year, I'm sure Catherine came on the podcast at one point. I feel like I'm giving a bunch of bridesmaids shout outs in this episode. But Catherine was my neighbor in my freshman dorm. I met her on the first day of school. And we both found out that we were both doing long distance. And it was so exciting because I was like, oh my gosh. And she had been dating her boyfriend for like two years, Hunter, or like a year and a half or something. And Hunter and I had almost been dating for a year. And so we were like close to the same season. We both knew we wanted to like potentially marry these boys. Like, very like-minded, very much on the same page, very much going through the same thing. And that was by no stretch of the imagination, the Lord's hand being like, Catherine, here's Taylor. Taylor, here's Catherine. Like it was a very intentional thing. Catherine is also a bridesmaid at my wedding. We're currently roommates. We love. And so we would talk about our relationships all the time. It was the thing we instantly had in common amongst other things, but she became my person when it came to Hunter because she was the only person I had at Samford who understood a lot of people at Sanford had never been in relationships. And so people would try and give me advice, but I'm like, okay, but I would give relationship advice before I was ever in a relationship and none of it really applied. And and so I was getting advice or talking to people who had never been in relationships, but it, it never like quite landed and I never quite got anything from it. And so with Catherine, it was such a blessing because we were mutuals going through the same thing. And there was like, no, like one is better than the other or one knows more than the other. Like both of us knew nothing or knew as little as we did. And we had each other. And so I don't remember at what point in the year that this happened, but we sat down and we started, it just casually happened. We started talking about physicality and it got to the point where we were able to literally say everything everything about physicality we were able to like ask each other questions we were able to like share in that and it would be great because we were both doing long distance and with things we were able to hold each other accountable for anything that we would do because a lot of times where I think there's a lot of gray matter especially with people who are waiting for marriage is because they're isolated and they're not talking about anything they're doing they will take their boundaries so so far because they'll just start justifying things in their head like by saying like oh well we're not having sex so it's okay or we've been together for this long so it's okay or we can't do anything there's a whole spectrum of that and so when you're isolated and you're not talking to anyone you and your boyfriend are making that decision on your own probably when you're like in the heat of the moment and not thinking super clearly and so being able to sit in like a stale dorm room and have to look Catherine in the eyes and be like hey this is what I'm doing and her having to do vice versa we would go on trips or like visit our boyfriends and like I would know like anything I like when I get back Catherine is going to ask me exactly what we did and I'm gonna have to tell her 
And it's not that I needed someone like policing me or parenting me, but I had someone who was there to encourage me, who was going through the same thing, who was also making mistakes, who were also learning and figuring out. And that, it definitely put me out of my comfort zone because once again, you know, cared a lot about my reputation. And so talking about doing anything physical with a boy was like completely taboo. I would have never done it. But that really set a really healthy precedent for Hunter and I's relationship because I had someone externally looking in. And I mean, if you haven't thought about it, like physicality plays such a precedent role in relationships, every kind. Like, I mean, I've gotten to learn a lot about like the purpose of sex and marriage. And so I understand like I now have a full picture of the damages that it does outside of marriage. And so, and I don't mean to like word that in such like a harsh term, but I've just gotten to really study that this summer. So once again, if you have a question about that, please DM me. But I've been able to learn so much about physicality and like all of its, how it's designed and its purposes. And so I now have a full grasp of how when you use it in the wrong context, honestly, and this might be a hot take for some of you, any kind of physicality. When you use it in the wrong context, what it does to your mind and with you like like bonding two people and chemically bonding two people, like all of it. And so having Catherine and having someone that I could go to and talk to about all of these things, it was a game changer for Hunter and I's relationship because now it wasn't this like taboo secret that we couldn't tell anyone about. I was actively telling people about it, which caused me to really think about it. I feel like a lot of girls get in these relationships and they start doing things physically and they don't really take time to sit back and reflect on it because you don't talk about it. But because I was always talking about it and we were always having conversations about it and not just about me, I never felt like I was like being like attacked. There was times when she was just talking and I was able to encourage her and by me encouraging her, I was like, well, I can't encourage her in this way and then me not be doing the same thing. And it was the most amazing thing. And I mean, we still talk about it. It's still amazing. Um, I'm able to still share with her and we do have that relationship. And so, but notice how in the beginning I said with a trusted friend that like that obviously took time. Like it took time for me to like learn Catherine's like character and her heart. I mean, it wasn't difficult. She's amazing. Wow. I'm just gushing about Catherine in this episode, but I couldn't do that with just anybody. And so we really needed to level the playing field, but that That was definitely a huge ditching my comfort zone. And the last one I have down was I took chances on people. In high school, so many bridges got burned. So many. Like there were so many friendships. I just got really jaded to relationships because I loved people well and I loved people hard and I jumped into friendships specifically 150%. And once again, I've always been really mature, and so when I was in a middle school friendship, I was probably acting like a sophomore or a junior in high school in treating that friendship, whereas none of my peers were really there. I mean, you guys can be like, eh, what is she talking about? But it's true. Like, I, I, I'm confident in that now as I've been reflecting. I just handled things more adult-like than pretty much anyone around me that I was close to. And I had so many friendships blow-ups and burnouts and driftings and and I got to the point where I just didn't want to be close to anybody and that's really what high school looks like for me like I didn't have like friends that were really up close in my life because I didn't trust people 
I was scared of it blowing up or burning out again, which they did. And so I always prided myself with keeping people like on a distance, you know, like no one ever really knew what was going on. Like I had fake vulnerability. I was, I was guarded. I was, I didn't trust people. I was careful. I worded things carefully. Like, and so I was really skeptical about people in my life. And sometimes I was rightfully so, but that's not a healthy way to live. And so I got to college and I didn't want life to be like that. And so I, I really took chances on people. And I knew if I wanted these great authentic relationships that I was going to have to be real vulnerable. And I was actually going to have to share. And I did. And most of those maybe didn't work out my freshman year. Most of those friendships that I got close to, what granted, was I like extremely vulnerable with all of them? No. But as I was taking chances on people, most were disappointing or we were not on the same page or we wanted different things out of college. But there were a handful that I took chances on and I let my guard down. And it was the greatest decision I ever made you know, and trying new things and putting myself out there and navigating friend groups and finding your people. That's really hard. And that really, really is a ditching your comfort zone moment. But when you find the people that become your comfort zone, that's when it's worth it. And I have, I have found people in relationships that are my comfort zone because I ditched it. They've redefined my comfort zone. I think the bottom line is is that you might love your comfort zone and that could be your hometown or your long-term boyfriend or old friendships or friend groups. Maybe it's even a routine that you have. Like you might be listening to this episode and saying, Taylor, like this doesn't relate to me. Like you're saying ditch all of these things, but I like it. Like I I like my comfort zone. I like my, I don't want to leave. And to that, to encourage someone who's feeling that way, is that are you going to live your entire life comfortable? Are you really saying you never want to take a risk? You never want to try something new? Like the thing about comfort zones is that they're always going to be there. Your hometown will always be there. You can always go back. You can always come home. But you're not going to try. You're not going to try and go to college out of state. You're not going to try and take the job in the next city. You're not going to really take some time to evaluate if this boyfriend is like really worth it or see anything else like that was something that I did Hunter's the only person I've ever been in a relationship with and if you don't think that there was times where I evaluated like I think we should just break up just because I've never tried anything new like he's just so comfortable obviously we didn't because I weighed out the pros and cons and the cons of doing that were much larger but old friendships like yeah they were my comfort zone I could have clinged on to those until God came down. But eventually, I did pretty much all of those things and I'm better because of it. Your comfort zone is only going to keep you from your best, in my opinion. And so I think you owe it to yourself to try something new, to put yourself out there, to find new friends. It has nothing to do with the comfort. Like, it's not that the old stuff is bad. I never said that. It's just, in life, like you're evolving, you're changing, you're becoming a new person. And if you're staying in all the same places, you're not going to change. And 
there's something beautiful about life and changing and learning new things and staying in the same place with the same people doing the same things. Like there's not a lot of new stuff to learn. And you need to test yourself and try new things. It's just going to make you better. It's going to make you more confident. You're going to learn more about yourself. You're going to understand yourself better. Your independence is going to skyrocket. There's just something about ditching your comfort zone. And so if you're listening to this, I really hope that you've been encouraged by this episode and that you're like leaving like completely jazzed to go ditch your comfort zone um, in whatever capacity that might be. My ways might have been a little extreme to you, or maybe they weren't enough for you. In your own version, go out maybe even this week and just do one thing that makes you uncomfortable, and I promise it's going to change your life. I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing week, and let's go places together.